Wilson once said, this would be a much better world if more married couples were as deeply in love as they are in debt. Now, I'm not really sure who Earl Wilson was, but he sure got that right. Finding and falling in love is not quite as simple as falling into debt, but if you know the rules of money and the signs to look out for, you should easily be able to avoid falling into debt, which to my way of thinking should help you to live a much more successful love life. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mose, the Money Lady and co-host of the podcast series, Succeed With Money. I'm here with David Wright, founder of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in this podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. The important thing to remember is that everyone has different talents and skills, and it's true that the family you're born into can give you an advantage or a disadvantage when it comes to your financial journey. But when you boil it all down, we all have the opportunity and the responsibility to learn to manage money well and create wealth in our lifetime. It's up to each one of us to act on that. If you don't make it your mission to learn financial principles, you will never be without money stress and you will very easily fall into the debt cycle that has so many people trapped. Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. That was a long intro. (laughs) Money money stress is something that we seem to talk about a lot in our podcasts. It um, just comes round over and over again. And when you think about money stress... I guess what causes money stress, it's it's pretty simple. We're really talking about debt and in specific, I guess, uncomfortable debt. Um, How many times do we actually get to talk about debt? I would say it's a lot of times. (laughs) It just seems to be on on our radar all the time, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, it really is, David. And when we're talking about money success, um, we're talking about money stress and we're talking about uncomfortable debt. It kind of all goes together, you know. Yeah, well, without the debt, the, the stress goes away and the success is, autom- is an automatic sort of next thing. So mm-hmm. I guess, yep. you know, debt is, it's an age-old problem and it's one that we have to deal with and that's part of, that's, well, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. Yep. So, David, how long do you think that we've had problems with debt? You know, you say it's an age-old well, problem. Is it something that we've always had? I think it's been through the history, throughout the history of mankind. There's, you know, debt's been an issue. Um, I remember, I would say I remember Babylonian times. Now, I don't remember those times, but I've read <laughs> I wasn't there. I've read about them, and, and people would become slaves because they would borrow money. And if they, the rule was back then, if you didn't repay the money, you gave up your freedom. You became a slave to the person that lent the money to you. So, and you know, mm. people would still borrow money and end up becoming slaves. So it's right throughout history, it's been something that has been a, um, you know, a, a major contributor to stress and anxiety. Well, it's really interesting, David, you say that, you know, people back then um, were slaves because they couldn't pay back debt. And I think how many people are actually slaves to their money today? And, you know, on that note, David, I 
do just happen to have a few statistics to share with you. Oh, you don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. it's not like you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like my statistics. It really, I don't know, it, it just, I just find it so amazing. Do you know that, so a couple of statistics, stressed right. households due to debt has increased exponentially over the past 15 years. So right. in 2005, David, there were, and, and this is an Australian, for Australian households, in 2005, right. there were 7,121 stressed households in this country due to debt. So yep. 7,121, do you know, just last year in 2019, there were 554,000 stressed households in this country due to bad debt. That is a serious increase. I'm sure we haven't had that many extra households created in what? 15 years. Well, yeah, it's a scary statistic, David. It really is. All right. So debt's been an age old problem, but it's getting worse. Mm hmm. I believe so. so yep. it, it's becoming an epidemic or a pandemic or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So yep. What we want to talk about today then is why is it so? What's what's the problem? What's causing debt to be such a problem? Why do people fall into the debt trap um, so deeply that it's almost impossible to get them out? Mm -hmm. Well, why indeed? You know, and and there's so many reasons for for debt and for money stress and repeating money stress. You know, yeah. um, and I think. There are a lot of things that we've talked about in, in past podcasts and they're probably we're going to talk about the same thing in future podcasts. Probably, but, yeah. <laughs> but some of the reasons, David, I guess, um, and one of the major ones that we talk about a lot is that there's no financial education in schools when it comes to money. Okay? Yeah. So... Um, I, I don't remember being taught too much in school and I don't remember learning a real lot at home. I, well, I must have learned a lot at home because it... It didn't come from school unless it was just something that was instinctive for me. But um, you and I already know that I've made lots of mistakes in the past that I learnt by. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people were lucky enough to grow up in households where they had good parental role models when it came to money. You know, and so um, they they learned how to manage their money well and and to look after it. You know, but I mean, essentially, if you didn't learn it in the home, you certainly weren't going to learn it at school. You know, so. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and look, another interesting thing about that, which kind of defies logic, is that you can have two siblings grow up in the same house and one will go on to be a debt-ridden person and the other will go on to be wealthy. So it's, yeah. it's not yeah. all about hereditary. And I think you even mentioned sort of you know, the household that you were born into in your intro. It, it can yeah. have an impact, yeah. but there's a yeah. lot more to it than that. Mm. Yeah, there really is. But I think in society today, you know, we've we've got this whole instant gratification thing, you know, yep. where society tells us we can have it and we can have it now. Right? <laughs> we can have we it yesterday. <laughs> well, we can. We can. Yeah. 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 You have it so soon it's almost yesterday. Yeah, no, I get that. And and that's that's a human nature thing, you know. You can not even know that something exists one day. And the mm, next day, mm. you have to have it. Mm, like your mm. life will end if you don't get it. And that's, you know, there's, because we're emotional beings and emotions get hold of us and suddenly it's like we're, we're on a journey that, yep. that we didn't yep. even know was going to happen. And so then what happens, of course, is that we use money that's not ours to buy something that we really should save up for, but we want it 
now or yesterday. So, mm-hmm. and that's credit, the difference, uh, isn't it, between you know good debt and bad debt? So, yep. you know, and and you know part of the, the statistics that you gave before, you think back a couple of generations. I think it was 1973 that credit cards came into Australia. Our great grandparents never had the ability to use a credit card to get themselves into debt. So maybe this blowout, this exponential blowout in debt, is partly due to the fact that people can get hold of money more easily, that, like that borrowed money more mm-hmm. easily than ever before. Yep, absolutely. Well, you know, because now, yes, we we have credit cards easily available, you know, for people and not just one. And I know we talked a few weeks back in one of our podcasts, the number of credit cards that people have in the course of their lifetime. That was quite scary, you know. Um, But the other thing is, you know, we're, we're using cards more often for purchases these days instead of cash. So it's really easy to lose track of you know, what you've got and, and therefore we're spending more than we have because, oh, we'll just throw it on the credit card, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess when you had cash in your purse or your wallet, when the cash ran out, it was like, okay, I stop now until I get more money. Yeah. Whereas the plastic yep. allows you to just keep going. And then there's the, you know, two years interest free. Take it home today mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have to pay a cent for two years, three. Sometimes I've had up to five years. I've heard they, you know, five years in yeah. crazy, crazy terms. Absolutely. Buy now and pay later. And, yep. you know, I mean, I get that. And I, I get that people, especially young people these days, wanting, moving into their first home or moving out of home and needing all the stuff that they think they need, you know, um, they will go, oh, it's all right. I can have a whole house load of furniture for two years interest free or five years interest free. Mm. Um, that's cool. And that's, you know, part of the debt problem that, we, and, and, that they well, then exactly. get themselves into, you know. And I think we've talked about previously about what younger people these days think they have to have in their first home and it's got to have gardens and turf and driveways and letterboxes mm. and, and you know, whereas we sort of understood when we were getting started that that was something that came later. But what mm. I think mm. gets, gets, when it gets scary is, is you know, the, there's easy access to all this money, but when, when you hear of people getting payday loans mm-hmm. and, and like, they take their stereo, their guitar, their, their whatever that they, they probably shouldn't have bought but they can't afford it, down to the you know, the cash converters kind of store and go, oh, can I swap that for some money because I need to buy some groceries? Mm-hmm. That's when yep. you kind yep. of know that somebody's out of control yep. um, and really on the, the wrong side of town when it comes to understanding how to manage money. Mm-hmm. And do you know, David... The payday loan industry in Australia is absolutely booming at the moment. Wow. Between between 2016 and 2019, so just in three years, just over 4.7 million individual payday loans had been written. You know, 4.7 million. Okay, over how many years? Three years. Three years. Three years. So, okay, even if you averaged it out and saw 1.2 million a year. A year. Yeah, that's that's a bit scary. Well, it is. And the thing is, you know, those statistics that I quoted to you earlier, um, I said were stressed stressed Australian households, like they're in money stress, they're in debt stress, right? But those households, that half a million, 554,000 people that I quoted, they are people last year who have resorted to payday loans. Half a million people just last year. 
right. you know. That's, that's, that is, so there's something definitely wrong. And yeah. I guess our whole purpose for us doing this podcast is because we want to educate people. Um, success with money is something that I would dearly love to see people uh, achieve. And I, I just, it really, oh, it, it gets a knot in my stomach when I think about people who, who must have knots in their own stomach over money. And whether it's because mm. we haven't taught them or whether it's because they don't have you know, self-control, emotions, whatever it is, yep. it is very scary and mm. we mm. need to do something about it. Well, it really is, you know, and, and we're talking about financial education and in these last week and this week and next week and probably for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking yeah. about the things that people don't know that they really need to know to increase yeah. what, their financial literacy, you know. Yeah. What, are, um, what are the basic kinds of things that people really should know if they're going to be a functioning um, human being in our modern society? Yeah, and, yeah. And that's our focus. Yeah, absolutely. And so you know what, David, I, I, was, I actually got quite horrified this week because I was um, on Facebook. Looking at statistics. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I follow a couple, of, um, a couple of groups on Facebook yep. that are all about, and one of them in particular is, is all about ways to save money. And I really love the ideas that they come up with. There's some really great you know Aussie families out there doing fantastic things with trying to save money but one yep. of the questions that was asked this week was what do you do when you're short to pay a bill one week right right yeah and someone answered by saying that they had downloaded this great new app which links to your bank account allows you to defer payments when it it knows you're going to be short of money and it also gives you a short-term loan which can be paid back over the next eight weeks. That's uh, interesting. So just run that past me again. So it's an app you download onto your phone. You hook it yeah. up to your bank accounts, I guess. Yeah. And it, yeah. it looks at your bank accounts and it learns yes. what, what, what bills you've got to pay and when well, they're it, due. It, it learns, um, you either put your bills in there, I'm not quite sure, but you either put your bills in there and it says, oh, well, hang on a minute, um, you can't buy your groceries this week and pay your electricity bill. And by the way, your car registration's due as well, but that's okay. We can see that you're going to be short. So here's a couple of hundred dollars to help you out and you don't have to pay us back for eight weeks. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> really intelligent. <laughs> I um, just kind of went. I read it and went, uh, "Danger, danger." <laughs> so, so it's it's like a, an automatic loan that you don't even ask for. They just go, "Oh, we can see that you're in trouble. So here's some money. We'll, we'll lend here's you this some money." money. You're even asking. Well, holy yeah. smoke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is extremely scary. So, <laughs> I. Oh, I look. My, it, it's kind of like RoboDebt all over again. It, the the your, your phone decides whether you need a loan and it just does it for you and it charges you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not only that, it's it's doing it, it's the whole buy now, pay later thing, but it's buy now, pay later on your groceries, on your normal household expenses, right? And I, I looked up this app. I thought, well, hang on a minute. I, I want to find out a bit more detail about this this app and yeah. where it, yeah. where it's come from and and who made it and and what it's all about right yeah so so this is what I found out David the people right. who have created this app 
They claim to be designers, engineers, thought leaders, and coffee drinkers. <laughs> right, and thought leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought and leaders. coffee drinkers, okay. right? So, right. And, and in their words, you know, we're young, we love to travel, we have big nights out, we buy stuff we don't necessarily need, and we eat out a lot. But we've still got to pay the rent, buy groceries, and pay the bills. So right. we, we combine modern money management with the ability to buy now, pay later, all lifestyle categories, including essential expenses such as groceries and household bills. This is very scary, Carolyn. I, I'm Tell not me about this. it. Surely, surely people in this country have enough common sense, financial common sense. I mean, we're, we're all about teaching people money skills, but I would have thought that anybody could have looked at that and said, that is dangerous. Is it legal? It must be legal. Well, um, it, it's scarily dangerous, David. And the thing is, I, I just... It's it's not a what is it what is it co- how much like what are their charges? What are their charges? Okay, well in their words, our fees are so small you'll barely even notice them. Okay, right. In right. in order to use this app, we simply charge you a processing fee that covers the cost of moving money. That's it, right? So right. I went in and thought, okay, well I'm going to be short. I can't afford to buy my groceries this week, so I want two hundred dollars. So I put in to their little calculator, $200, and they're going to charge me a $10 fee, and that $200 is meant to be paid back over the next eight weeks. Okay? Plus the $10 fee. Plus the $10 fee, yeah. yeah. So, all right, a processing fee that covers the cost of moving money, I think is what you said. So $10 mm-hmm. for 200 over eight weeks. So what would that be? That's 10 $10 for 200 is $5 for 100 so that's 5%. So that doesn't actually sound like too much, uh, except, well, hang on a second, eight weeks, if you're going to compare interest rates, interest rates are always quoted annually. So how many lots of eight are there in 52 weeks? There's six and a half. So that's actually a 33% interest rate. If it, was, mm-hmm. if it was, I mean, they're saying it's a processing fee, not an interest rate. But if you, if you looked at it as, you know, let's 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 be honest, it's interest is a fee, a money moving charge is a fee. That's thirty three percent, or pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. And the That's thing horrendous. is, I mean, it, it is horrendous. Of course, it's horrendous. It's it's ridiculous, right? So they make it sound really innocent and beneficial to users, but it's actually not. It really is not. You know. Wow, I, I'm 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 having a little bit of difficulty just taking all of this in at the moment because if people will fall for that, it really brings up a, to me a, a, what I would consider to be a really serious question. There, there has to be something wrong here if people are offering that and. Well, it's wrong in a whole number of ways. Like, I could never even offer a product like that because it's just wrong for starters. But if people can't even see that it, it's scary, it's mm, wrong on a mm. couple of fronts. Because, I mean, if someone doesn't recognise that having to take out a payday loan to pay for their groceries, surely that should be an absolute warning that they're in danger and something is seriously wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But downloading an app that just has permission to just just automatically lend you money and charge you a ten dollar fee and take the payments out when you know there there are a whole lot of red lights going off here for me. Well, there really are, and and. I, I come back to the fact that they say this is modern money management, right? So, <laughs> so, so, right. Um, so in this modern world that our young that people are, in. you know, are living in at the moment, it's therefore okay to buy your groceries now and pay for them later, right? So that you can have the lifestyle of travel big nights out, buy stuff you don't necessarily need and eat out a lot. (laughs) Like, it's not making a whole lot of sense to me, I tell you. I am almost speechless at the moment because, well, here's hoping that most people are smart enough to see it for what it is because, A, I would never give anybody permission to just lend me money without me asking for it and charge me. Mm, mm. And, and like, so what what are the repayments? how do they do the repayments? Do they just take the money out of your... What if the money's not there? And well, the I, there? I, I did read something that said um, they know when you, when you can and can't afford it, and if you can't afford it, they won't take it out. But when you right. can, they will take it out automatically. So I'm like, hang on a minute. Who's got control of my money here, you or me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm flat broke. I've borrowed, I've, I've been given some money that I didn't ask for because this app just decided I needed it. Mm-hmm. Charge me a 33%, whether you want fee, to call it an interest whatever. rate or a fee, whatever. Yeah. And then it looks at your account balance to see when you can pay, when the money is in your account that they can, and they just take it. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're thinking, I've got some money in my account. I'll be able to go and buy myself some something for dinner tonight. And they go, ching, there's the money. Oh, no, I can't buy dinner tonight because the, oh, the app's taken their money back. Yep, yep, that's right. If that's, that's not right. robo problem, I, wow. So, well, the thing is, David, we talk about our education system failing people. But seriously, if if someone doesn't see that this is a dangerous app, then our education system has really failed us all miserably. Yeah. You know. Well, that, ex- that ex- it points out the importance of, of what we've been starting to do over these last few weeks in our podcast mm, about mm. looking at what is the essential financial knowledge that people really need. And mm-hmm. clearly... Yep. If people don't see this for what it is, um, yep. this is really yep. crossing over into scary territory. So, yeah. Um, mm. All right. So, what's the answer to this? Because you and I are on this mission to hopefully change a lot of people's lives by educating them. Mm. Um, mm. What's the answer? I I would say that if if anybody out there listening in does not understand that avoiding debt is an is or avoiding bad debt is the first and foremost thing for having success with money. Um, I everybody's failed us completely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, like if, if you can't anticipate and plan for future needs, and and like your recurring bills, you you know your uh, rent, telephone, electricity, rates, insurance, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yep. And and be able to anticipate other expenses that are likely to come your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not on. You're really not on the first rung of the ladder, are you? 
No, no, you really aren't. You really aren't. You know, and we have a saying in the Institute, and I know you, you will often quote it, taking control, take control of what's controllable so the uncontrollable doesn't take control of you. And, and this uh, and app is simply taking control of your life. I was just going to say, it, it's absolutely that, isn't it? Because mm, mm. If, if you don't learn to make sure that you've got the money to buy the groceries this week, mm-hmm. and RoboApp or RoboDebt or whatever I decide to call it is going to yep. just take charge for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about the answer then. Because okay. we don't... <laughs> don't want people using apps that automatically lend the money and charge them and take the money back when they feel like it. No, we don't. We don't. And I mean, as you said, you know, it's about anticipating and planning for future needs. So, yep. and, and and we all know that Murphy's Law says that something's going to go wrong. So you should put money away for what we call the life happens events, right? Yep. I, I don't know who Murphy was, but he... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, had a lot of bad <laughs> He's luck. got a great law. <laughs> <laughs> they got a great reputation. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and and coronavirus and GFCs and you know, spattered, smattered throughout history. There are times when the world turns upside down, mm, and people mm. who haven't put money away for the rainy day suddenly find out that they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yet life happens. And there are all of these, I would, I would call them external forces, things happen that are beyond your control. Yep. And all of a sudden you go, oh, you know, I should have saved some money. Well, what we're about is teaching people that, you know, the, the worst time to want to buy an umbrella is when it's raining. Mm-hmm. The worst time to realise you should have saved money is when the world goes upside down or life happens. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So, you know, if you, if you lose your job tomorrow... Um, you don't want to be standing on the dog queue because next Wednesday you have no money because it's payday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it doesn't help. And I heard people at the beginning of the coronavirus who said that very thing, you know. Um, yeah. But as you say, it's life happens events such as, you know, illness, injury, employment, loss of income, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. But don't you agree, David, that a lot of life happens events are actually predictable? Well, absolutely. And, and like the spending planner system that I created, one of the most, I think one of the best features about it is that it allows people to look into the future and anticipate. And, and, and you know, like somebody would say, uh, oh, my fridge just dropped dead. I need to get a new fridge. That's kind of like oh, a, a life happens unexpected event. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know if you're in your, you just got married, you bought your first fridge, you're sort of struggling along in the beautiful chaos of your 30s, <laughs> yep. and you hit your 40s and suddenly your fridge drops dead. That is not a light, well, it's, it's, you know, it's not unpredictable. No. A fridge no. has a use-by date. So does the washing machine. So does the car. So does the TV set. So does every, every possession, you know, your furniture. Everything has a, use, a date where it becomes it makes more sense to replace it than to keep putting up with it or to have to repair it. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, some life happens events are totally out of our control and unpredictable. Um, I mean, your house burning down would be something that I would call a life happens. Losing Mm -hmm. your job, having to have an operation that, you know, is it really expensive? Mm -hmm. They're what I would call life happens events that are unpredictable, but Mm. as you say, even even those events, David, we can insure against them. 
you know, and maybe that's one thing that our listeners need to understand. Financial education is about learning the things that maybe that you don't already know. So to have house insurance, so if your house does burn down as as devastating as that would be and I've actually got a friend who that happened to so I get the devastation it does happen you know absolutely but at least they were insured so they could rebuild like they couldn't bring back everything they lost in that fire but their physical home they could actually rebuild and go you know what it's just stuff at the end of the day and we've still got each other and we still have a, can have a house over our head because we actually had insurance, you know. And, and, and how often do you hear on the news where such and such a house burnt down and they were uninsured? It's yeah. kind of scary, really. Well, it really um, is. It really is. So yeah. you can insure against but, some things but not others. So you certainly part of this essential knowledge is that you should have insurance for the things that you can have insurance for that cover those kind of life happens events. Well, that's right. But you also should have a system in place that allows you to cater for those um, unpredictable, in inverted commas, that really are predictable things like the fridge breaks down or the washing machine breaks down or whatever. So that... So that, you know, if you buy, if, if your washing machine is, is three years old today, you can put into your plan, you know what, in four years time when that washing machine is seven years old, I'm going to put, I'm going to make sure I've got money there ready to spend on a new one, right? And, and so I guess really, if you want to compare RoboDebt, that, the app that, <laughs> that you were just telling us about before, where it says, oh, you need a new fridge, here's some money and you can pay us interest. What spending mm-hmm. planning and what we're all about is about teaching people how to actually have the money in place for these life happens things, whether they are predictable or whether they're totally unpredictable, yeah. that you've yeah. thought in advance about what you need money for and you have it there waiting to make life less stressful and you don't fall victim to these kind of crazy schemes. Well, that's right. And the thing is, you know, like like a A basic principle, David, of staying out of debt is um, simply spending less than you earn, okay? So so if you don't have some sort of plan for for your money that says, you know, I earn this much every week and I know that my essential expenses, i.e. my groceries, my electricity, my insurances, my whatever, my registration, all the things I have to pay for are catered for within the amount that I earn, you know. And then anything... And that you don't spend it all every week. Well, exactly, because what's left over after you pay for those essentials has to be put aside for those Life Happens events. And after that, once you've done that, you can then say, well, you know what, the rest is mine to do what I like with. Yeah. And and look, coronavirus, so many people, I think, listening in who who are in the middle of this, who lost their jobs straight, you know, like they would be thinking, if only I'd saved up three months of income in a, in a bank account, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been in the stress that I, I was in. That's and, exactly right, you know. Okay, so, so what are the kinds of, why, because every, everybody would say to you, oh, but I need all of this week's pay to pay for the, the expenses that are in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Mind you, it doesn't matter how much they earn, they seem to think that. So how do we cure this? Is it really that everybody just thinks that that their income isn't enough? Because you think somebody who's on $500 a week and lives, 
somebody else is on $1,000 a week should be able to save 500 minus the tax difference. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem to happen that way, does it? No, it really doesn't. And do you know, David, I mean, the, the simple solution um, is, is simply to be able to anticipate and plan for your future needs um, yeah. your recurring bills and your other expenses. That's that's the critical thing for today to be able to, you know, um, anticipate and plan, know what your recurring bills are, know what your essential expenses are. And also, David, knowing the difference between bad debt and good debt and avoiding bad debt. Absolutely yeah. and, critical. And that, that's you know? a whole topic for another podcast. But um it really comes down to if you can't work out how, and, and it's very simple, you know, I've, I've helped thousands of people to save money. You, you basically get your paymaster to take money out of your pay before you even see it. And you know what happens? You actually learn to live quite easily on what you earn minus that small amount, whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. And after a yeah. period of time, it actually starts to get exciting when you see there's $1,000, there's $2,000, there's $3,000 sitting in an account, money that you would never have had if you hadn't just taken that one little step to put money aside and live on less than you earn. That's right, you know. And you know, David, as, as spending planners, it's what we do. We help people plan their spending. And we say, you know, we, we love the fact that um, we're not about doing restrictive budgeting or anything like that. What we're doing is helping people plan their spending, helping people live within their means, you know, creating their ideal lifestyle by, you know, giving them, making sure that they've got money for their essential bills and things they have to pay for, yep. creating that life happens account for you know, life happens events, and yep. then also having having money to create the lifestyle that they want and building, you know, eventual wealth and having a retirement plan in place, yep. you know. So that's all the things that we're doing as planners and we love what we do, you know. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the critical things, and, and we, we're sort of getting a bit tight for time, but I think I'll just make this observation before we finish up. No, I mean, you say the word budgeting and people will turn and run a mile because they think, oh, you're going to take away my whatever, you know, my alcohol, mm -hmm. my cigarettes, my, my clothes, my shoes, my fun, my whatever. I, I don't want anybody telling me that I can and can't have this or do this or do that. Yeah. But spending planning is not about telling people what they can do and what they can't do and taking control. It, it's actually about giving them the ability to have more of that stuff by just planning to have less money slip through your fingers that you don't even know where it went so that you actually get more out of your money than you used to so mm -hmm. yeah. it's not about controlling people and taking stuff away it's about giving them control and having more so I think we'll talk about good debt and bad debt on another I think that's a whole topic in itself mm -hmm. um, alrighty so look anyone who's been you know frustrated continually with recurring money problems money stress debt hopefully we have given some food for thought today and I think the biggest takeaway should be don't get sucked into downloading some app that's going to automatically put you in debt. I certainly dis um, don't endorse that one. But we certainly would love people to give us their comments about today or any other of our podcasts because we like to get feedback so that we know whether we're on the right track. So, and anybody who's got questions, we like questions because that way we know sort of what people want to hear in future episodes. So if any of, any of you guys listening in have got comments or questions, send them in. To do that, all you need to do is to get onto our Facebook group, which is Succeed With Money Podcast. And if you're not a member of that group, you can easily just request to be a member and we'll let you in. And then you can send in your questions. 
If it, look, if it's a private kind of question that you don't want to put on our Facebook page, just send it to admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com. That's admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com. And we will be happy to receive that and certainly take action on it. Succeed with Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. Carolyn and I look forward to chatting with you again next time because we love doing this. Um, next time we'll be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money. Because you know what? You think about it, nobody fails with money on purpose. And so we don't want people to fail with money at all. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.